As Trinity Episcopal Midtown family continues conversations surrounding racism, we would like to thank each and every one of you for your contributions to this podcast series. Our goal is not to debate whether or not racism or white privilege exists, but rather simply to share our individual experiences and to work to find ways we can address racism, both personally and professionally. We believe this can be accomplished through the exchange of open, meaningful, and respectful conversations surrounding anti-racism. We believe that collectively and as Christians, we can work proactively toward identifying and opposing practices, structures, and systems that enable racism to flourish and exist in our world. It is our hope that through this work we can achieve a greater understanding of social justice, which is simply allowing all persons equal access to the benefits and freedoms of a society and to also be free from the unequal distribution of its burdens. Hello everyone, my name is Linda Wise Davenport. I'm a privileged, entitled, white woman of a certain age, trudging slowly toward enlightenment. My mother had been adopted and no one knew anything about her parents or her ancestors. She grew up in East Texas, a small town not far from Dallas. She had black hair, olive complexion, deep, dark brown eyes. I felt drawn to pictures and stories about African-American women and Native American women and really wanted one or the other to be part of my bloodline. But I was really disappointed a few years ago when the results of my $100 ancestry test determined that I was mostly Eastern European. Once my mother said to me, the life of a poor black woman in the South is the hardest life I can imagine. I wondered what she meant for years, but I never asked. Our family was middle class. We lived in the most desirable school districts. Education was important to my dad, a civil engineer. My classmates and my playmates were, of course, all white. All the schools and neighborhoods were segregated. I was fortunate that my dad could afford to pay for my college bachelor's degree at TCU and later send me back to SMU for a teacher's certificate. I did not have to work to pay for my education. Any jobs I had were strictly because I wanted some experience, not because I needed money. I know now how privileged I was. I was never afraid to be in public, never afraid of a police officer or any civic authority. I was sure 
I was safe and entitled to be wherever I chose to be. I was justifiably stopped by patrolmen a few times for speeding, but the whole interaction was polite, and my only upset was that now I'll have to pay a fine. I could go to any store or restaurant, sit anywhere I chose. Salespeople are polite to me, if not deferential even. I travel without fear. Strangers help me when asked. I was lost in Istanbul. A stranger offered to escort me to my hotel. I've been stranded in an airport. A stranger helped me make a hotel reservation and told me how to get a ride there. I'll admit that recently I've perfected my helpless old lady look because it usually brings someone to help me solve whatever is the current problem. And I have never felt threatened. I know now that is white privilege. My friend Sam, the security guard at Lord of the Streets, once insisted on walking me across the street to my car one evening after a meeting. I was surprised, kind of put off, because I still think I am safe wherever I go, anytime, day or night. I believe the world supports me. I believe that no one wants to hurt me. This is white privilege. My medical care has always been the highest quality, and I am gratefully healthy as a result. I've always lived close to several grocery stores, been able to feed myself and others without concern about money. White privilege again. This all feels like bragging. It's just in the past eight or 10 years or so that I began to realize how privileged I really am. How many things I've taken for granted. Looking back, I see there were a few hints of racism in my life. My grandfather lived in Kaufman, Texas, east of Dallas. He lived in a large house with other aunts and uncles. Several black women cooked and cleaned in this large house. I loved to visit. I just assumed that these kind women loved me and got lots of satisfaction from taking care of me, make sure all my wishes were granted. White privilege. I am ashamed I never asked them about their lives. 35 years ago, I owned a small business that provided drivers. It was like a temporary agency for people who had vehicles but needed someone to drive them. One of the best, handsome, well-spoken, well-dressed drivers was a black man named George. So I sent him on a good job to one of the small towns southeast of Houston. I thought he was perfect. The customer called me, just livid. Don't you know 
that black people are not allowed in this town. He did use a different word. I got more help in expanding my consciousness a few years ago. My near and extended family now includes gay people, biracial people, and a transgender person. Twelve years ago, Bob and I came to Trinity Episcopal Church in Midtown Houston, and we are now honored to know, to worship, to visit with many beautiful and bright people of color. And we are so happy to know you. I'm doing a few small age-appropriate things now, registering people to vote and encouraging them to go ahead and vote, donating a little bit every now and then to causes I support, and then buying t-shirts and wearing them. But I want to learn more about my racism. I want to make up for my blindsightedness and help heal the wounds my naivety has helped to cause. Thank you so much for listening. Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our continuation of our podcast series titled Racism Revealed. A warm and very special thanks to you, Linda Wise Davenport, for your participation and for the incredible testimonials of your honest and very moving life stories. Thank you so much for acknowledging and sharing your experiences as a white woman with white skin privilege. Thank you for stepping up and for stepping out on faith and for your desire to learn more about racism, your blindsidedness and your willingness to want to bring about change to heal the wounds caused by racism. Your experiences and privileges in your lifestyle as a white woman was designed and created just for you and for so many others that look just like you. The seeds of white privilege, white power, wealth, freedom, superiority, entitlement, and etc. were all woven into the fabric of this country many years ago. Although some people may not believe or acknowledge that white skin has afforded them countless opportunities in our society, including safety and freedoms from discrimination, this is farthest from the truth. To be white in America means living and existing in an unoppressed system of colorism. Former U.S. President Barack Obama once said, Quote, change will not come if we wait for some other person, some other time. We're the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek, end quote. I'd like to close this podcast with a prayer on privilege. And it was written by R.G. Dankel. 
Let us bow our heads in prayer. Merciful God, I claim your promise to be with us when two or three are gathered. You know that each of us has a unique heart and history, and so I can only speak from what I have seen and known and become as one who enjoys the privilege of being born white in the United States. As I try to understand the ways in which I benefit from that history or deprive others of life and happiness and all the things I take for granted, I pray that you will open my heart, my mind, my imagination, and my eyes to see this country as it is and not as I want it to be or think that it should. Even as I utter words with the best of intentions about the poor, those who are dispossessed, those who are disrespected, those who are subtly or overtly treated as less than, those who fall in that thoughtless, painful category of you people. I feel that I am distancing myself from these others and contributing further to the fissures that divide all of us from each other and you. Help me, O oh God, to acknowledge honestly the ways in which white privilege in America is perpetuated, the ways in which racism thrives systematically, and the ways in which our common prayer furthers these divides. Dear God, I trust your spirit to guide us in our common life and enlighten us to the injustices of white privilege in this country. Make our common prayers occasions for your spirit to break into our hearts and lives that we may finally see our world with a glimpse of your love and light. I pray that we may all be healed of our hurts and divisions so that we may become agents of the reconciliation and peace that you desire for this world. This is my prayer. Amen. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, plan to tune in again next week on Monday as our podcast series on Racism Revealed runs through the entire month of August of 2020. Until then, my friends, take care of yourselves and each other.